Welcome to Highland Football Weekly with me, Ian Ald. Episode 2 of our Favourite 5 series where we look back at our guests' 5 favourite football games across their career. And today's episode we have a guy who's played for Ross County, Peterhead, Elgin City, Nairn County and Rothes, Daniel Muir. Daniel, good to have you on. Hope you're well. All good, mate. Yeah, good yourself? I'm very well, I'm very well. How are you? Um, we're recording this... Well, at the time of recording, anyway, Nicola Sturgeon hasn't quite lifted lockdown yet. We're still in lockdown, technically. How are how are things been for yourself over the last couple of weeks? Been okay, you know. Obviously, having young kids is obviously challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, try to keep them entertained, keep them stimulated, but that's been probably the hardest thing. Fortunately, um, a business, I've got a gym business, so we closed. This it's just past nine weeks of closure for us, so we're sort of looking at maybe an, eight, an hour, eight or nine weeks, I think, realistically, before we open again. So it's a long spell, but you know, thankfully, we've had a lot of help from the government and our clients and members have been really supportive. Staff have been great, so um, you know, it's been pretty seamless for us. We've moved the business online and everyone's really enjoying it. We've started a podcast ourselves and had a lot of guest webinars and we're doing Zoom workouts and all this sort of stuff, socials. So it's quite, you know, the members have loved it to be fair, so it's something from a positive side of things we can definitely keep doing after we reopen, which is really good and we probably wouldn't have done if this didn't happen, so I'm proud of the positive side of it. Thank God for modern technology, because um, I'm sure there'll be many businesses out there that, that will find it problematic um, after this, but, I mean, your own business, personal training, gym, workouts... I mean, this has been a, a bit of a, a bit of a godsend. We all we all know about you know the success of, for example, Joe Wicks and he's what he's done on YouTube example in the last uh, couple of weeks. But I think it's tremendous that you know your own business is managing to to still thrive in this uh, difficult climate. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we've got a lot of clients, we've got businesses, and you know whether construction or whether they're you know they're landlords and you know they're just they're just totally they can't do anything. A lot of businesses maybe could do something that aren't doing stuff, but there's some that are just, you know, really working with hand but tied behind their back and they're not getting help. And they've got B&Bs and tourism and hospitality and they're really, really struggling. So I think we can get bogged down with it a wee bit. And there's no doubt that longer term might be difficult for us to sort of, because we were, we were growing so fast and we had, you know, plans to really move quite quick over the next year and they've been t- totally halted. So we, yeah, we've got to pull things back a wee bit, but to, to look at it from a different perspective, you know, when we go back, we'll be better for it in a sense. You know, the staff got time to train a bit more. We've got a chance to get our members, get to know our members a bit more because if we're used to just hustle and bustle and in and out, and um, and we could potentially have a new a new business on our side of it, which is an online business, which mm-hmm. we didn't have. You know, mm-hmm. whereas before we might be thinking about opening two or three different gyms. Now it's a case of like we can maybe just keep the one gym and have an online business as well. So there's less need for overheads and more staff and that sort of thing so there's there's good to come of it there's no doubt there's businesses that are really really feeling it and we're going to feel it as well it's unrealistic to think any business won't feel it but yeah we can only do what we can do and control the controllables I guess and especially in this uh, current climate as well mental health is extremely uh, important and uh, there'll be a lot of people that are, that are cooped up but exercise and that's why Nicola Sturgeon is, is in the last couple of weeks you know eased restrictions on on exercising and letting folk get out you know twice a day to go and do a walk run cycle etc but i mean you'll know yourself exercise is a a a tremendous stress relief and i'm sure you know a lot of your clients and and who knows potential clients on that might be listening to this as well you know will be able to to benefit from that and and the benefits that come with exercising 
Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, they're saying look, there's a lot about mental health, there's a lot about physical health. They're saying that obesity is a big contributor to contracting disease and getting worse and that. So, you know, it's maybe a wake up call for some people, but you know, at the end of the day, we can only do what we can do and help who help the people that really want to be helped. I think the mental health is a big one. I know personally, I'd probably be cracking up and I didn't have a chance to go for a walk or a run or you know do a workout in the house. Luckily, I could take some of the gym kit home, but um, and I think a lot of clients are the same. It's not a case of We'd obviously had a lot of people come to us. To, you know, you want to lose weight, you want to tone up, you want to, you want to get fitter, you want to get stronger. But now it's really just about sanity and just like, you know, maintenance mode and just get through the other side intact and feeling, you know, not for the sake of losing weight, but just for the sake of feeling okay and, and riding it out really. And whether that helps our business, our family, whatever it is, it, you know, the exercise is definitely a uh, a catalyst for a lot of things in life and I think people are really realising that now it's been taken away and hopefully everyone continues to, to stay safe during this um, during this uh, quite awful time we're going over the next wee while we're going to discuss your football career and especially five of your favourite games uh, you've already picked your five favourite games that you've uh, selected your first one you've selected Ross County won Queen of the South nil December 2006 that was your home debut for Ross County. Talk to us about because you you'd actually played two games before, but this was your home debut at uh, Victoria Park in Dingwall. Talk to us about your memories of your one of your first games. The debut in that came quite fast. I'd only been one year, sort of in the under 19s and then I was at seventeen, and Scotland came in, a lot of players left, and um, Derek Adams came in as player assistant manager. So it was a big sort of the club lost a lot of experienced players, and a lot of young boys were thrown in. And probably looking back. No, maybe too early, maybe not. You know, that sometimes goes both ways. But yeah, maybe debut in August that year, 2006. Um, left back, it also be a left winger, but moved to left back. So I played left back with Alloa in the cup. Actually played quite well that game, but we lost. And Alloa were Division Two at the time. We were Division One, obviously, and it was a bit of shock. And um, the club didn't take it that well. And you know, it was kind of a, it was a bad. That was really where the end of the season went the wrong way. Um, then the Saturday after that. I played again with Waits and Johnson and always remember just making this big mistake and had the ball <clears throat> had the ball more than half and just wasn't concentrating, just went to play left left back to left centre half, just right thinking and uh just skewed my pass a wee bit. Went straight to Stephen Mill in front of the goal and he just hammered it home and I played the rest of the game and I, I got through it but it took me a lot of time as I guess as a, a young player to sort of get over that and I never really had a chance to get over it until the next game and I didn't have to wait until December that year through injury suspensions um, to have, get my chance again which was left back again so obviously I had my home, de- home debut that was the home debut against Queen of the South and I just remember being so so nervous just not I think partial excitement as well but I think really nervous because that mistake had really played in my mind for like three four months and I've also played a lot of football between then and you know, in the reserves and the 19s and that year would I get in the 19s team win the league um, so that was a good you know good way to catch from that wee bit but um, I knew the chance of the first one would come again I knew I had to take it so the fact that we won the game played alright got through it again I, I was left, quite new to left back so it was all quite strange and um, we weren't I guess we weren't an experienced team there was a lot of players you know which were thrown in with boys on loan with you know players that had come, come in just that summer so it was it was quite a, a new team sort of cobbled together so it was a big win but I think Queen of South were um, 
quite near us in the relegation battle at that time. I think they went way up, way, way past it for the end of the season. But um, I remember Hoopsie scored a header, and we sort of, I think they might maybe the guy sent off as well that game, and we sort of clung on. It was end to end. We won the game 1 0. There's never, just never felt so much relief from one just like getting to home debut because growing up, obviously, a fan, you know, from 96, 97 through to then going every game, every second week. So, You'd always sort of picture this moment of making your home debut. Uh, was it a Boxing Day game, I think, or maybe 27th, 28th? Yeah, so, just after, yeah. Yeah, it was around Christmas time, so you obviously know, like, you know, like, a lot of people are going to watch that game, people are off work, it's like a time of, time of year, people love going to watch football, and, you know, it's a relegation battle, it's at home, it's, and in my head, I built up to um, make myself, like, quite sort of anxious, nervous about it, but, you know, I got through it, and, after I went through the first five, ten minutes, it was fine, but I just remember I was going since the relief after that game. And the funny thing was, the game after that, we went to McDermott Park again, and, and we lost by last minute. I think it was the last minute goal, I can't remember who scored, but um, I actually played, I went to left midfield that game, I think, um, and actually played quite well. So it sort of, over that sort of week, it sort of quashed that sort of negative, I had my head for three, four months, like one McDermott Park and two, um, making my debut. So, so it, was, it wasn't a it wasn't a big game by any means, but it was a big game in my head. So, mm-hmm. um, especially being your home debut for a club that you grew up watching every second week, it was a big, a big deal for me, I guess. We've mentioned him a few times already in the podcast, um, Scott Leach. Um, various different players have brought up their their memories uh, working with Scott Leach. I think you touched on it there. That was a kind of year of transition for the club. A lot of experienced players left the summer before. There was a mixture of experience because you mentioned Derek Adams, Mark McCulloch was in the round of the team as well and, and youth as well, obviously yourself, uh, you know, getting your chance along with a, a few others too. What was Scott Leach like for yourself and can you remember what he said to you for your, your home debut? Did he have any special instructions, especially for being out for, you know, the, the kind of the months in between? Not really, I just, I just remember playing so much football at the time, we, you know, I'd be I was on the bench most weeks the first time I'd get on here and there between now and then and I was travelling every Saturday the first team every Sunday we'd play with the 19s Tuesday night we'd have a game in reserve so I was playing so much football that I didn't really give them a chance to think too too much about it but I think for the youth team point of view that year it was great really although the first team was went the wrong way um, but maybe in the long term went the right way in that sense of the club but um, it, was a, it was a good year for me personally because <clears throat> got a chance to get in the first team and Scott Leach from the moment he came in the end of the season before I think he came in maybe one or two games at the end of the previous season, Gardner mm-hmm. left quite, quite suddenly and I got under the well Gardner as well, that was quite a shock and a lot of the boys were shocked to that because he was our coach in the 19s. And he did he did actually really well with the first team that year and we were so close to going up and I think they were maybe submitted I think winning the league that year and they mm-hmm. were they were pretty strong, maybe just a bit too much but I think they had a real chance of going up that year. Um, strong team with you know, Ranks and uh, Don Cowie and uh, Higgy was in fire that year as well I think so yeah, Lockyer to leave and I um, can't remember who else left. I remember Jim Lachlan leaving, and that was quite a big one because he was a great character. I about young boys loved him, and he was a <laughs> always coming in the screen. He was a great leader and a great guy to have about the place. Really funny guy. And Scott Leach came in and made it a bit more, I guess, maybe disciplined with you know George being there as well and Derek. It was all it all changed quite quickly. Um, the culture of the club, I think, how things were done. I remember Scott the first time Scott Leach came in. Just um, I think one of the boys played a prank on him one day and. I think there was like there used to be like um, nuts and like salted nuts lying in the in the canteen and one of the nineteens took like tip, I think it's made frizz like tub, poured the tub of salt and the whole, the whole thing of salt in the nuts and Scott came in one day and what flipped his lid and lost the head and he had these eyes that you know 
when he when he was when he was pissed off, he, he soon knew it, you know. And it was a big change from Gardner, and, it, and he, he was very into his fitness and his you know his hard work. I remember he'd, he'd take part in um, in training games and that. And if if one, if one of the boys uh, if one of the boys two footed him or scissored him in training, he'd chase him and like till he got him, you know. Um, he didn't take things lying down in training and that. So I, I got on really well with Scott Leach, and I never had a chance to ever speak to him after he left. But um, I think maybe once actually I played. Peter Head and he was Aberdeen assistant manager to Mark McGee and um, I came across him then and said hello and, um, but he was great for my career gave him, if he never came in I might not have got a chance to play first team for Ross County I might never got a chance to go and play you know as many games as I did in the SFL so I'm always grateful to the, the chance he gave me but um, yeah maybe it just wasn't the right time for him as a manager either. Yeah it obviously ends in a, a bit of a sour note that season that he's in the club as you say, that's December 2016. You come back into the side and you, you actually play quite a lot of games uh, in between uh, then and the the end of the season. Um, the second game you've chosen is again a game at, at Dingwall. Um, Ross County 4, Hamilton 1 from the March uh, of that season, March 2007. You mentioned there, obviously, being a, a Ross County supporter. What was the, the experience like being able to, to, to turn out uh, and play at the, the, the home of your you know, your club you grew up supporting. It was it was really exciting. I think the novelty soon wore off, and I think I always like wanted to be a football player, and I always wanted to play for Ross County, and I'd always played in youth teams, and you knew if you played in the first team, you you'd done all you wanted to do really. But I think um, maybe looking back, I didn't approach it the right way. I think looking back, I maybe you know didn't. I think a lot of players will say this. I didn't maybe grasped it enough at the time I was always more interested maybe in I think a lot of us boys back then were more, more interested in nights out than playing playing games sometimes and you know you know Saturday night uh, Saturday game Sunday game Sunday night would be out Monday night would be training it was all, it was all a bit sort of um, it was it was great times to be honest with you but I maybe looking back we maybe all didn't apply ourselves the right way I think at that time as young boys um, as much as young boys and you have a laugh and that I think we could have all made more of our careers if we made put more in. Then, not to say that, not to say that we didn't work hard when we were there, but I, th- I just think we didn't realise the opportunity we had playing so many games at that age. I think you just took it for granted. That's what happened. You know, you, you you played a lot of games at that age. But you know, looking back now, it was it was to debut at seventeen for a team that I always wanted to play for. It was it was quite a big deal um, for, in my head. So um, I think I think after the first maybe. Dozen game or something like that. It just became another sort of game to me. I, I wasn't really. There was so much pressure involved as well. I think it was quite a hard time to come into the club. So the club was in financially quite a big, bad situation. It was Saber Saggy sort of time, and um, you know, there was obviously the allegation. Sort of, you know, the time I left, it obviously changed a lot. But I think it was just maybe a, a weird time. There was a lot of pressure involved. There was a lot of managerial changes. Like the amount of managers I played under us, kind of, it was like maybe five or six. And,
blow him in on a, blow him in on a flat part of myself, I guess. That game that you've chosen, Ross County 4, Hamilton 1, the March 2007 game. Uh, Don Kelly scores two, Sean Higgins gets one, and Craig Gunn gets one as well. Your reasons behind choosing uh, choosing that game? I think it was the best I probably ever played. Um, definitely that season it was the best I played. And um, yeah, looking back over my. I played, you know, had burst of games where I played, maybe played well, but I think left back, especially, that's probably the best I played. And, um, I think it was quite again we were down there and it was a big game and I just remember the relief and there wasn't many games that season we, we felt comfortable you know if we're winning games or drawing games it was like quite odd goals or if you're winning a game it's you're hanging on there wasn't many games we just went with the team um, not having the team was strong then you know they maybe be a bit hot and cold but you know off you know and that's, that's, you know and I reason point pick it is always remember that midfield too McCarthy McCarthy it's like you look back now and it's Incredible, really, to be honest. And McCarthy was maybe 16, 17 at the time. Walter and Mitchell Real Madrid. We were all thinking, who's this guy? And we'd actually played against him in the youth cup as well. Um, and he never really stood out, but that night when we beat him, to be honest, he stood out more than playing for the youth team. And remember some of his touches and that were just out of this world. And, um, but yeah, we played really well that night. We've seen a lot in the first 20, 30 minutes, and you kind of found it's maybe one of, the, one of the games I remember playing, especially that season where you can, you know, when you're 2 3 no lap and you can maybe try things and you can play a bit more relaxed. And it wasn't often that was maybe the first time experiencing that um, that season. So, one, the nature of the victory, victory who we played against, and the players involved in the game, um, almost scored, I think, a free kick at the bar, and that's what Gunny scored from, he scored the rebound. Um, yeah, it was, it, was a, it was a good night, a midweek game. I used to enjoy playing midweek games at home as well. Um, I used to probably prefer them as well. So just a mixture of, mixture of them all, to be honest with you. There wasn't a lot of games that were a highlight, I guess, that season. That's the one that was. That game, if I remember rightly, I think that game gave Ross County a bit of hope. Um, obviously, it was, a, it was a tough season. It ended in relegation. But I think that game gave Ross County something to, to hang on to and... And I know that ultimately ended uh, in disappointment. But did you get a sense, or did the squad have a sense at that point that you know perhaps they could, you know, pull off uh, the kind of great escape? I think you always did. Well, I think the game. I can't remember the game that maybe killed us a wee bit. It was maybe Livingston away in second or third last game, and we absolutely battered them. It's one. It was one each. I just remember a chance after chance after chance, and it must have been nine or ten. Got a chance we missed, and we duly gave one each, and that really. I think I think it was Livingston. Um, yeah, it was. Yeah, that really sort of condemned us. We bit, you know, it went into the. We had to go to get the game. Get going for the league. We won the league, obviously. Um, we had to beat them by like four or five, and hope that Airdrie could beat. I think Buck in the South by four or five. So it was like the impossible. So that that was just we all signed maybe at the time. Um, so yeah, I think it gave us a bit of hope. And this game after we played Clyde in memory, sorry, my night maybe we drew two each. Um, and yeah, we just we never really got a run of games that year. It was like if we did win, we did played good football here and there. But again, mm-hmm. good football didn't get much, especially in that league. We had St Johnson that league. We were a big physical. Hall. They were angry with the best team league actually. St Johnson that year, and they were very unfortunate not to work. But um, yeah, it was um, it was a funny time. It was, it was a funny year. We just never really got a run that you know we could probably put again put together. And I think if we ever did get two or three games, I think we'd find a way out of it. I think we're always two three experienced players away from being a prop, like actually a mid table team, if anything. 
I think that Livingston game you, you referenced, I remember I was at that game and it was tough for Scott Leach after the game. I think he almost, he looked like he'd, he'd almost resigned to the fact that the club would, would go down. It was it was a difficult one because obviously Gretna were fighting for the league title the week after. It was just a really tough one. In terms of, for yourself, that's your, your first season as in terms of, uh, in the first team, a difficult one to take given the fact that how the how the season panned out for you in terms of relegation for the club? Yeah, I remember the last game, especially against Gretna, it was horrible. I, I remember playing that game and I, honestly going into the game didn't actually want to play in the game because it meant quite a lot to me being, like having grown up a county fan. Once you've seen County play in Division 1 mm-hmm. and knowing I was playing a game that could potentially put us down and I just remember going into the game thinking, actually thinking and it wasn't often I thought I'm this but I hope I don't play. I really hope I'm not playing this game. Um, and he picked the team and sure enough when I was playing I think he was maybe hoping for that Hamilton um, I think he maybe picked the same team some of the team that played Hamilton before one and was hoping for the same sort of response I think we won I think Mids were um, could finish in the edge of the box I think I'm sure we won a lot that game I remember thinking one no, or maybe maybe the equalised I can't remember that maybe we got a chance here you know mm-hmm. but I didn't I, was, I played terribly personally that game I always remember I think emotionally it got in my head a bit too much and um, you know, you always think about the, the potential relegation too much, and then the game being horrible. Um, you know, something I never, ever mm. wishing. You know, your worst enemy was relegation. It was a horrible time. People, there was a lot of again cuts again after that, and you know, you know, jobs at risk. You know, um, the club wasn't a good financial situation. It's going down, so it wasn't a good, great time. But then after a couple of weeks of you know, looking at it personally, it was actually probably. A positive season if you take anything from myself personally if, if that was anything you know if, if you asked me at the start of that season I'd play X amount of games and get that experience and then I got young player of the year and I got um, coach player of the year or something like that that year so um, I knew I had a decent season personally but I knew as well I had to kick on the next year um, especially going down the league and that's where maybe it didn't happen right for me at that time I didn't maybe that next season or seven away when the club won the league it was probably a year that if I applied myself right and you know maybe it was a bit more headstrong and streetwise and um, you know I thought a bit more brutally from my personal point of view I should really got my head down that year and, and got myself on the team and stayed in the team that season because obviously the following year I went on loan. The, the club obviously get back up to the um, the championship they win the, the title the, the following year the second division as you say there you move on loan um, summer of 2008 you join Peterhead, uh, you've chosen as your your third game of five of your favourite. Uh, Peterhead four, Aberdeen nil. A scoreline that uh, I actually I actually had to when when you sent over the text that had Peterhead, Aberdeen four nil. I thought she meant maybe Aberdeen four nil, and it's just a you know a chance to go against Aberdeen. I actually had to Google that because I thought that that can't be right, but it was it was right. It was a it was a preseason friendly. The the website that I, that I had against. The result it said Aberdeen, uh, Aberdeen's worst result of the pre-season. Obviously things weren't they, they weren't having a great pre-season. They were they obviously played in Europe that following season. Jimmy Caldwood was the manager, etc. But you were right, Peterhead four Aberdeen nil. That was your debut for Peterhead. Good game that one. Yeah, I think it was just that again. It's taken a lot of debuts here. Nine debuts of the games you remember a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, specific teams. Um, I remember we were told we were going. I think myself and Gunny were told we were going alone that season. Um, and we both actually really wanted to go to Eldon with Robbie and Kenny Gilbert and we were like a few of our mates, mates were there and we thought this would be great it's a bit closer 
it was obviously week two and it was like we were showing no ambition in our own park we were just kind of going for the easy option um, Tati knew at the time who'd, he'd always fought my career he actually tried to get, tried, tried to get me down trial one time at Hartlepool and um, I always knew him a lot, quite well because he'd obviously he, he stayed in the Black Isle and I was in the Black Isle so knew knew off each other quite, quite well and stayed in touch with my career and the chance I think we played we scored, I think we scored against Peterhead the season before as well and he made a wee few jokes after the game that I need to get it down next season and that. I was like ah great 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 you never, you never thought much at the time um, but I actually started off a great relationship when we actually ended up signing me for two long spells and to eventually sign for Peterhead after that and that was really the start of it and I remember I think we signed on the Thursday before that game the game was a five night and I think it was a real culture shock for us because me and Gunny were both we both well I had Gunny didn't drive so I had, we had to literally drive to every game wherever Peterhead were in that season it was, obviously it's a religious little nightmare you know <laughs> from last county playing for Peterhead playing teams mostly from either Angus or down south and a home game was against Peterhead <laughs> Peterhead was two and a half hours away as well so there was a lot of miles fought that year, that year but it was, it was a I picked that game it was, it was a really good enjoyable year because all I'd really known was Ross County I needed to get myself out of that I needed to get myself playing every week it was a league it was a league down but it was a league count we playing the year before and I remember Peterhead played against us three, three times that year and they were probably one of the best teams we played um, played great football and um, we always you know always gave us a good run for our money I think we maybe I think I played a game down in Palmer drew one each for them and um, they should have probably beat us that day so they were always a very hard team to play against and just remember being going down in there and playing Aberdeen and thinking so jeez and it was weird as well because we obviously not played a lot of season before made a lot of appearances but not played a lot of football so confidence wasn't that high and it was a new club it was, you had to drive there it was all totally new and it, it was that sort of nervousness again thinking what, what's this going to be like because you're going to the total unknown from being so used to Dingwall and Ross County and that was almost your bubble mm-hmm. um, and Aberdeen had a strong strong team out that night I think the season before they'd drawn out of Bayern Munich and, um, they were a good good team you know like Jamie Smith and Barry Nicholson and Lee Muller can't remember Chris McGuire they played for the time as well I, just, I remember I remember the front I, I put left back that night and the, the two up front were strong and the two wide players were strikers really so it was full on attack but we, we, I would batter them that night we won the lap in the first five minutes and I thought this is great you know this is this, <laughs> this what Peter Hayes were like you know 4-0 against Estoril and you know Aberdeen were it was, it was, it was a friendly but and I, I, I was you know almost one day got a bit friendly in this because you don't normally count friendlies obviously as games and you don't, it, it probably meant a lot just to be a new club new scene playing against it obviously it was a big game there was a big crowd and everybody took maybe two or three thousand up to Peterhead mm-hmm. that night so it's Friday night and they got slaughtered after the game they had, like I said they had a bad pre-season but and the biggest probably memory of that game was Bobby Mann just like the first time playing like he was left and left the right centre half and um, Bobby, like I'd always not knew he was a good player. I heard a lot about him. Remember going up as a county fan, playing against Cali and hitting free kicks and top down all the time. And you're thinking, what's this guy like? He's like almost a, you know, he would ever talk about it. But it wasn't until I played, played with him and that it was, it was just, you know, just a pleasure to play with someone like that. It was the best centre centre back I ever played with. Um, such such a good football player. Like he, it was un- like to think of me again if Bobby maybe had that bit of speed or. Um, you know, looking, he'd probably admit himself. Maybe look, maybe look at it, look after himself a bit more. Or, you know, had that yard, extra yard of pace. He did play for Old Firm. He was, he was that good. Um, his pass, his ability to pass the ball, and um, 
and three kicks and penalties I'd never seen someone strike a ball so clean and that night he scored a free kick from the 40 yards and it was almost in the right touch line um, almost like as if he went to a throw in but 40 yards out and I remember, I remember he walked up and he said to me he said I'm going to hit this and I was like what's this guy I was thinking this guy caught whipped in and he wandered up and he didn't even look he wasn't even shaped like shoot but he did this a lot Bobby like he'd shout when I played like the film Bobby he'd always he would shout sometimes he'd point to the right winner and look at the right winner and be shaped to hit the ball to the right winner but he'd shout down so I'd even, he'd almost tell me like that's his way of telling me I'm, I'm hitting you but nobody else in the park knows I'm hitting you and sure enough you'd be running half, running and jogging and you'd be taking your stride you know Neil Cooper, he brought you to to Peterhead. We've had many, many guys already in the podcast talk about their experiences with uh, Neil Cooper. What was he like with you? What's it like to, obviously, you know, sadly, sadly departed. He's no longer with us. But what was it like playing for and under Neil Cooper? Well, just great, you know, the, the last have like there was a serious thing. You know, I've never seen somebody probably lose a head. Um, the you know the. The, the redness of his face and the, the, the you know how pen up he'd get maybe half time even four games like Neil Neil was like you know he'd have a laugh and joke when it got to like coming after the warm up you know between 10 3 3 o'clock he'd be on edge you know and half time he's on edge and then after the game it was like what, what was that all about you know he'd be out the window and he'd be uh, laughing and joking and you know it was such a such a such a nice guy um, good, good guy to play for um, and actually I think was the time even turned I, think maybe I went to Elgin and he tried to send I can't remember what happened anyway, but I think it was maybe a time I, I chose not to go your head or it might actually be when I resigned the county but that was obviously obvious but he never held it against me and he'd always keep in touch he'd always text you know after every once a month at least he'd give me a text to see how you're getting on and um, yeah got him got him on MV and it was I, such a shame what happened um, and he'd be, he'd be sadly missed but um, I'm sure, as you'll know from a lot of boys, love a lot of stories. Maybe you can't always do a podcast, but, but what a laugh he was, yeah. Your third club in your in your career, um, Elgin City. You leave Peterhead, you join Elgin City in July, well, the summer of, of 2011, and your fourth game you've chosen is another debut 
um, or or maybe maybe not. I think maybe well, your kind of full debut for Elgin City, July two thousand and eleven, and in a, a twist of the tale, you end up back at Victoria Park in Dingwall because Ross County take on Elgin City and you beat them. You beat them two one in the Challenge Cup. Um, it's it's uh, a game that we've actually it's come up quite a lot in the podcast. Um, we've had a a couple of county. Uh, guys talk about that game as obviously a catalyst for their season they went on to win the title that season but for Elgin what a tremendous win that was you must have been uh, you must have been oh I'm not I don't know were you buzzing after you know going and beating your former team I was just it was a, a mixture of all things this probably wasn't so much the debut thing this is more coincidental to debut to be honest with you I didn't, I didn't think this was the debut it's obviously more because it was Ross Kane it was totally fine. it was one of my first full appearance for Elgin I think the season the whole season before um, a pure head I barely played I was injured the whole season I had a groin issue I couldn't get my head round that was the summer I qualified to be a personal trainer which obviously that's my career now so it was a big summer and I remember that whole season before thinking I might have to stop playing football because I couldn't get my head round this groin injury nobody could treat it I had MLS scans I was, I was really panicking that's why I went off and had the sort of year in between a pure head and I worked in a common part time and I didn't really know what I was going to do in my life so it was quite a transitional period of my life that year and Elgin was again the catalyst I guess for not only my football career but I think my just helping everyone else change I think as well um, signed with Ross Jack Ross also I knew him from growing up again in the Black Isle and he used to coach me when I was young young and um, he's obviously came to Ross County with and that obviously ended with you know I guess everyone would take a genius work out a bit of bad blood <laughs> so Ross when that draw came out Barry was also assistant as well, Barry ex-Cali player, uh, Ross, bit of beef with everyone upstairs at Ross County, so um, a lot of it, you know, myself, um, trying to think Ross, myself, Twiggy, Gunny, um, Niv, a lot of boys anyway that went to Ross County, but I think obviously for Elgin anyway, Ross County, it's, it's going to be a big game for us, um, and I think I actually put Ross County on the win league that year, before that game, my equipment. Um, that came off but um, I, knew, I knew they had a strong team so I remember they signed I remember they, they, they had maybe a, a dodgy year the year before post you know hangover from the cup final maybe mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but you knew that team was really going to kick on and, and I kind of thought that was going to be the year who went to SPL and, and it's happened they did but yeah I think that maybe was a big game not only for us but for Ross County because I think that I think Scotty Moe scored and won the lap and I kind of thought oh this is going to be a four or five job. I played quite those Challenge Cup games. You play a team that are strong, and then you lose an early goal, and it's, you know it's a the heavens open, you know. But um, so we scored equalise, great strike, and, um, and Stuart Lowe scored the winner. And remember being the bench at the end, and the announcer announced me as the man of the match. And I remember thinking, "That's we're going to win the game and name on the match." And it was it was just a, it was a sweet moment. And you can't ever, you know, the match. I didn't ever. It was never a case of rubbing in faces or not. I'm not. It's not really me, but it's, it meant a lot to me. Um, felt a bit of a point to prove there. Um, in the grand scheme of things, it didn't mean too much. But looking back now, it was probably one of my better performances in my career. Um, and the, chance, the fact that we beat Ross County in the own against a team that was got one cruise that league um, was big for Elgin. And it was my first game for Elgin. And again, we wanted to have a good season that year. Got to playoffs, a strong season. Personally, again. Um, that's probably my, probably my best season in my career that year. That the season after Rangers were in the league, but between that two years was probably the best spell in my career, and that was really the start of it. 
I should have checked back, but I'm pretty sure Ross County Elgin. They either met, they, they definitely met in a cup tie at the start of the season. This one was at Borough Briggs. I'm not sure if it was after this one or before it, but I remember there was there was there was something about the length of the grass at Borough Briggs, and I'm sure Derek Adams, obviously Derek and and, and Ross didn't didn't see eye to eye and and a couple of things, and I'm sure the grass was either too well it was too long for for sure at Borough Briggs, and I'm not sure if that was after or before, and that was why I was that's how I became aware of that kind of. Um, the, the, the the spot between the two but you mentioned there obviously you know uh, Ross and there's a lot of different connections Ross Barry for example that you know I'd forgotten about Barry was assistant there um, ex-Cali beating Ross County the the guys that we've spoke to from, from Ross County that day in fact we, we actually had them on uh, a couple of weeks ago Russell Duncan came off the bench for Ross County that day that was his debut for Ross County and he was saying that after the game that he actually, I think, you know, told a, a few home truths in the in the dressing room, and things didn't work out for him. Uh, let's be honest in his Ross County career, and he kind of pointed that as the the issue. Did you obviously did you sense that the Ross there was a wee bit of, um, well, Ross County obviously went on to to win to win the league, but did you did you sense that that Ross County side there was you know, the comings together of a of a side that would go on to have that success? Yeah, because it was it was obviously. Um, it was, apart from maybe Mick McGovern, I think apart from that, it was the team that got to the cup final. They kept the team largely intact. You know, Richie Britton, um, Loss, Vigers, and uh, Midge, and whatnot. So the core was there. Boydie at the back, and Gaz and Scott, Gaz and Scotty Moore's fullback. So the team was really there. It was, it was. All I think maybe what they needed was a goal scorer, and they got that amendment that year. Um, and I think they found a good balance in the field with you know Kets and Loss. And, Whatnot. And I, don't, I don't even think Kets played that day because I remember taking the corner and speaking to him. Um, so, yeah, I think maybe playing Kets more than. I think, the, I think Derek always wanted to be very pass it, pass it. And I don't I think maybe when Kets first came in, um, he didn't really fit our mold, but as he went over his career, um, he obviously could do that. But he could do the Derek side, and I think that team needed that. Um, Definitely always needed that in my time there, and they also always need a goal scorer. I think that's two things that we got that year um, that maybe really did push them on because the makings of that team were always there, um, and that's why it maybe was such a big shock, I think. And what a team Elgin had that day, uh, as well that day. Looking through the, the Elgin team that day, um, I'd completely forgotten Xander Clark was was on loan at Elgin. Um, Xander Clark was in goals that day, of course. Now he's a He's a mainstay for for St Johnston. We we spoke to Craig Campbell a few weeks ago, and and he was talking about his time at Alawa, and he had like Scott Bain and Stevie May there at Alawa, and he could see then that they would go on to to have, you know, the career that they've had. Did you see then in, in Xander Clark, for example, that that he could be um, a mainstay in the in the in the Scottish Premiership? I hundred percent. I remember his first game. Size him, his age, kicked off, presence. He was just. He just kept getting sent off that year. He, you know, he, he, I'm sure he'd have, he looked back and laughed now, but I think he's maybe sent off. The, there was no like malice, but he did, it was just decision making. I think Elgin really got that out of him. I think after Elgin, he went to Queen of South, had a couple of years there. Again, his career kicked on. Um, we had Mark Down in there as well that year, who, who else also went on, went on Queen of South and Dundee United. Um, so Alexander, yeah, especially a goalkeeper, I think, yeah. Certainly, know when you've got it all, and I think back then, Xander had it all. You just need to iron out the, the sort of niggles in his game. Um, and yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it's clear now. Went to Penarth level as well. I think he's been at St. Johnson for long enough now,
you know, he's got that an ivory venom where it's an American League team in Scotland, where it's in England. I think he's got that in his in his locker. Um, Scott Bain, I remember. I think Xander was always. Remember Scott Bain that year, and I thought always thought Xander was a better goalie, but obviously Scott Bain's gone and done for effort as well. And Stevie May that year, I remember he scored four or five against us that year in one game. Maybe beat us at eight one. I think we played Ireland maybe four times that year, and I think we beat them four 0 five one at Barrowbridge. And they beat us four 0 and eight one or something down there. So there was never any, there was never any middle ground again. But Alloa were strong that year. But I think after Alloa, we were the best team in that league that year. But we just never playoffs to play Derby and Rovers and beat them one at home. But it was one good on five or six, and we should have put the game out of sight that first leg. And the next game we lost, we went one 0 down early, and then lost the leg goal, put us out. And I think that really was probably Alloa's best chance. I think if ever gone up. Um, it was that year, our first year there, we were strong. We were all at the right age and we had the right mix experience, and, um, but it just wasn't quite enough. Your fifth game that you ch- you chose um, is also an Elgin City game. It's um, it's actually the first defeat that you've uh, you've selected, but this one is a well, it's a strange one for many circumstances because uh, the season after um, you play your first season at uh, Elgin City, of course beat Ross County in that first game of the season in the Challenge Cup and as you say uh, Alloa win the league that year and then the following season a little club called Rangers joins you in the in League 2 as it was then or the, the third division um, September 2012 you, your final game that you, you chose as your five favourites is Rangers 5 Elgin City 1 at Ibrox quite something turning out at Ibrox but uh, and quite something to come again, come again against Rangers. I mean, Elgin City never really played Rangers up until that that season. Talk to us about your memories of that one, playing at Ibrox and also coming up against some some big hitters in terms of Scottish football. Yeah, well, my Rangers fans, it was, it was always a... Ah, right, OK. I remember the first game that season, we drew normal to then. I remember Rangers maybe the third or fourth game, and I got straight sending off that game. I never remember sending it off, but I sent off that first game. I remember just being... Nobody could speak to me the rest of the day because I thought, you know, it's going to be a free game last. I'm going to miss the game I brought, you know. And I was totally, you know, crisp on that, you know. But luckily it was a two game and I got back. Um, but yeah, I remember that summer also after the Rangers, it was also getting as a fan, but it was quite bittersweet because I thought, you know, if there's any one chance I'm going to have a playing against Rangers and playing at Ibrox, it's going to be a Rangers World League too. I remember it was one top and good championship for it. And yeah, I just remember the build up. Just, you knew the game, I think it was Templeton's first game as well. I think he just like, he played for Hearts in the first night against the Anfield and scored. That's right, yeah. Yep. Sunday after he's playing against us, you know, and you could, it was just a it was a bizarre year that year, you know, you're playing with Rangers on Saturday and you're going to work on a Monday and you know, such a high to low and the next week you're away to bed I confront two guys and a dog, you know what I mean? It's it was just such a contrast that year and you kinda it was it was like Again, like I said, the year before, in that and the year before, it's probably my two strongest years. I had a chance to go. I had a chance to go. had two. John McGlynn phoned me um, after my first season at Elgin and tried to take me to Wraith. Um, about two weeks before he we went to Hearts. And I actually turned and I said, I said no because I just, well, it just wasn't the right deal for me. I just got a year at my PT under my belt and it just didn't feel quite right. And <clears throat> um, there was rumours of McGlynn leaving, so I kind of thought, I'm not going to leave and go down there and risk it. Um, to play in the championship, but for, you know he could go, and that's he's gone. You know, was, I, I knew I had a good season at Elgin the year before, and I wanted to keep that sort of good feeling going. So, um, I had a chance to go to Wraith that year at the end of this following season after the Rangers season. Obviously, the game game's been televised, and um, 
and every time we see the play, Finch has played really well. I think, but it was just that motivation. You did, you, there was no sort of tiredness and legs. It was just pure the adrenaline that was going through. It was just like out of this world. And, um, you got had a good season that year. Got it was that for player of the year with Wallace and Templeton and I think Anderson at Queen's Park and got team of the year and um, Dunfermline, Jim Jeffries and Dunfermline wanted to take me down there but that was the year Dunfermline again it, it just seemed that I wanted to go back full time that time but it just seemed that every opportunity came up it was just like what, between McGlynn leaving Wraith Rovers and then um, Jim Jeffries got in touch with Dunfermline Dunfermline were basically like bust you know what I mean I'm like well you know I'm having a good season I've, you know I've, again I've my own business up I don't really want to it's a bit of risk to leave for a club that and the front I think they ended up getting relegated that year and went down to League One so um, and then I think Livingston were quite keen as well but the deal was just like wasn't worth to be for, for where it was at in my career and my life personally it wasn't the right deal either so um, the Rangers games really did give all us boys a springboard to showcase ourselves a wee bit on TV and the first game the Ibrox was obviously the first game Ibrox in the Stanley Tunnel and it was more like you always, you're always told don't play, don't play the the emotion of the game, play the game. You know what I mean? But it's impossible. You know, it's a, it's a the U is the TV and the, it was ESPN back then, and um, it's fifty thousand sunny day, um, Stanley Tunnel, something the best going on, Penny Arcade, and you're kind of thinking, you know, you're just <laughs> you're just you're almost that English fan this like wondering what's going on. Um, but it was a surreal sort of experience. We won a lot that game. I remember. Uh, Daffer scored a screamer. Uh, one in the lap, and the place just went stone dead. Um, and I thought it was probably the worst thing, worst thing we could have done. Um, because Rangers came right back at us and ran a dragon and lost five one. But it was just a steal. To be honest, remember after the game, um, thinking I need to get a top here. Um, ended up getting Kevin Kyle's triple XL hand, but um, he, he signed out your was his first game. And I remember, I think. I think me and Gary walked through to the Rangers, we just brass necked him and thought we're walking through to the Rangers changing. No, we met Liam McCullough from the tunnel and says, there's any chance of strike? He says, go through the changing. So we me and Gary walked through and Jimmy Bell was there and he's like, he basically told us F off. You know, it's just, I don't think the Rangers were too keen to give me three strips in in terms of current situation. Mm-hmm. Um, Jimmy Bell told us to do one um, and Kevin Cal threw me one and I can't remember who Gary got. Um, we got a top each anyway and we still got a kick in the butt somewhere. Um, and after the game, you know, went upstairs and I remember like walking towards the blue room and Walter Smith was at it and the corridor walking past and, you know, so, you know, I spoke to, I remember speaking to Richard Goff after the game, so just going up as a Rangers fan, it was just like a, just an amazing day to be honest with you, between, you know, going up watching nine in a row and um, being a fan and having a chance to play there, it was just a, a great, great day and one I always remember and every every game we played at Ibrox, we played for you at Ibrox that year, we doing the cup. We had Scottish Cup, Sky Sports again, a big day. That was actually the game. Um, and there was also the game at Christmas time as well, which was the whole fiasco with the cancellation with the crowd. Of course. Um, that, we were, I think we were at a point off Rangers that game. And I think if we beat the Rangers that Saturday, we'd, gone, we'd have gone above them. And Rangers were struggling at the time, I think. Um, and that, boys were saying, like, oh, that maybe it was a turning point. Rangers were one like, let's be honest. But, um, we drew, we drew in the Ibrox as well in the league. One yep. We scored a lot, scored in the last minute. Mm-hmm. Alexander threw one in. Um, Brendan McBarrowbreds luckily scored one of those games. So yeah, the whole event, the whole sort of season, um, 
I think the best of those games was the first game because it was it was all new. Um, and, and again, we came fifth that year, but we massively underachieved the club that year. I think we should again got the playoffs and should have gone up, but we we just hit a brick wall towards the end season. To be honest, we just couldn't win a game, and that sort of killed us. You mentioned there, Jamie Duff scored early in that game. Um, were you going back to the halfway line as a Rangers fan with, with the rest of the boys in the corner and you were walking back to the halfway line? <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. That's what we've done. done. But the thing is, that's the thing that, that everyone talks about, you know, Rangers getting demoted to the to League Two and obviously they, they eventually worked their way up. But the, the thing that sometimes people forget is that, you know, like you just said there, you know, there'll be a lot of boys that played for Elgin, that played for Montrose that year, you know, uh, Sterling Albin the year after, etc., that that grew up as Rangers fans. And for them, you know, they might not get the chance to, to turn out at, at Ibrox on a regular basis. You got that opportunity to do it three times that season as well. As a Rangers fan, that's probably, you know, something that, you know, of that negative situation that, that affected Rangers, you know, the positive uh, come out of it is that, you know, yourself, a Rangers fan, got to appear at Ibrox three times. Yeah, I think it was, you know, I think for, for every player that played as a Rangers fan, or even a Celtic fan, like I remember, probably the biggest regret in my career was, was not was not even playing at Celtic Park. You know, so I think, you know, wherever you were, you know, going through the leagues that year, your League One, League Two Championship, I think the games against Rangers and Wanderers looked, looked out for. Um, I think all the boys that played in that leagues that year would look back for them. Um, you might run the course, you might, but you played against, you know, Remember playing against Lee Wallace and thinking. I remember watching watching him on TV a lot and thinking he's obviously good. He thought he's a bit of an athlete, but couldn't believe how good he was until I played, played against him. I remember I used to swap wings quite a lot, left to right. But I thought <laughs> I left Sophie to it in the right. Um, it was against Lee Wallace because I remember even Gunny chasing him back one day. Gunny, Gunny was quick, but Lee Wallace brushed him off. You know, um, he was just an our level. He, he was actually playing for Scotland I think, in the years that they were down there. He was that good, so. Um, yeah, the chance playing through Wallace when Barry McKay was playing from that, he, he broke through that year. He was, he was, you could tell again, he was something special. But he'd go on and lose McLeod, who's probably, you know, unfortunate injuries. He was probably up there as well as one of the better players we played against that year. Um, There's no doubt Rangers had a lot of poor players, you know, playing at that level. But um, for Rangers standards, but it was a great, again, a great opportunity. One to experience the occasion, two to test yourself against likes and McCulloch Wallace and the likes, you know. Well, Daniel, five games that um, it's been a pleasure looking uh, back over uh, with you. Um, I mean, again, you know, the, 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 some a real kind of crackers in there, obviously, that, you know, beating Aberdeen, turning out at Ibrox, and obviously the Ross County connection, and then also playing them for Elgin City as well. Um, in terms of your, your own career, um, you were playing for, uh, obviously, you went on to play for Nairn County and Rothis. As we touched on at the very start, you've got a, a rapidly expanding business at the moment. Is uh, is that the football career over, or are you are you just taking a break just now? No, I've, in my head, I've, I'm done. I've not even kept it. Like, do you want to? I played last game for office in September 2019. But I knew that I knew we were moving. We moved the premises. I knew that was going to take a lot of work, and we were having a second with a second uh, baby in the way. So I knew something had to give. And to be honest, with the last two or three years I've played. Every year was like, and I was only I only stopped playing at twenty nine. Um, every year, kind of thinking, is this last year? Is this last year? And I think after that year, the year my two seasons at Elgin, I think to be honest with you, that was my head change in terms of like, um, I knew then my career was my business, 
like when I was playing for Dalvin, my hope was always to get back full time. And there was a there was a chance here and there, but it didn't quite sit right. And I maybe you know if I did take the chance, it might have turned out differently. But on the other hand, I guess that I would never have grown the business to where it is now. And you know, to be honest with you, it was um, I don't look back with any regrets. The, the Nairn thing, you know, I, I, it was the wrong um, reasons I moved. It was the wrong club I chose. I had the chance to actually go back to Peterhead. Um, that year as well, the chance to go to Peterhead and there, and there, was, there was offers like up and down the same level. You know, looking at it then, <clears throat> I probably made the wrong move for the wrong reasons. Um, and that sort of like that's when my career, I wouldn't say downward spiral, but that's when my motivations were, my buzz for the game was sort of lost. And it was maybe after actually playing because maybe I thought I had to, or um, because maybe you may play one, one good game out of four and you, you kind of give you that hope, you can like. But my, my sole focus was always in the business from, from then on in. It was going to business and from 2014 onwards, really, it was head down. And football sort of kind of not got in the way, but you play a game on Saturday and then you think of the game on Saturday, you watch a video, you prepare yourself for the next game on Saturday. Whereas after that, it was like, play a game on Saturday, right, okay, that's out of the way. You know, training Tuesday, Thursday nights was, was a killer because you were up all day. And then you get to Saturday, and you, didn't, you didn't really know who you were playing against. You, didn't, you weren't prepared, right? Um, it just didn't, every sort of year it happened, it, it was just, and I, I was always fortunate to get the chance to go back and play with Elgin because I think Elgin was always the best part of the year, so I was really grateful for for taking me back and, you know, um, near, to be honest, no fault near, but it was just not the right move for me, it wasn't a good experience for me, I didn't really enjoy that, um, but Elgin happened again and <clears throat> enjoyed, I met, played a lot of new players and had some, we again had some great games and, and our playoff Good couple of good seasons. I played again, played a lot of football over that year. The first year we were close to going down, um, and then after that, when Jim Weir came in, really kicked on. Um, and then finishing off with Rothless again, I was after I finished at Elgin, it was a case of like, okay, down tools and biscuits for me the night before. It's all set to say the couple of clubs that offered me contracts, so I was going to chuck it. And then but he offered me a coaching role, and I thought, you know, it's worth a try. You know, I'd be stupid to turn it down unless I could get a bash for a year, but again, um. My main sort of head was always in the business and the growth of the business. So I really enjoyed my time with this. It was, you know, good to get a, a dabble with the coach side of things because I think it made, not that it was through any fault in the club, but it made me sort of realise that maybe that, that wasn't for me because if that didn't happen, I'd have maybe thought, you know, I'll go into coaching or whatnot. But um, I was picking up niggles and injuries, but injuries wise, I was missing games because I had to go away for work. And I never wanted to be that player that was, you know, going away and going away to work all the time and just turn up and started and playing because I never thought it was the right way to prepare so yeah it just, it just sort of fitted away towards the end you know Rothis it's a really good year Rothis don't be wrong but um, nah, motivations I guess when doing the business and football sort of took a side, side sort of step there and that wasn't the right thing I guess so I think if you're doing something you always got to give it your best um, and, and that, that's what I've tried to do the gym and, I guess that's sort of paying off now up to this point for pre-COVID. And football, I've not, um, it might sound brutal, but I've not even thought about playing or um, even kept a ball. And, it, and people will say, you know, you play five signs here, I'm not even tempted to go back. And I'm like, it doesn't remotely interest me, in all honesty. Um, maybe, I, maybe I just played that match between the ages of 13 and 28, 29, that maybe they did it for me. Maybe, maybe I will go back and play, but. Um, I can't say, to be honest with you, that it's a motivation of mine um, to, to do it. Probably more worried about it, but I can do it, to be honest with you. Uh, <laughs> especially when I've got the gym and that. So, 
kind of the best look. Happy with my career, could have, could, could have maybe done more, but I guess um, the chance to play against Rangers and play for, for the play for us Kenting was a really big plus. Absolutely, and we wish you well uh, with the business and 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 the gym and and the, the PT side of it as well, and uh, in the in the months ahead. Uh, Daniel, thanks very much for your time. You mentioned at the very start you've got your own podcast as well. Uh, do you want to give that a wee plug? Because I think you just launched it this week. Is that right? Yes, yeah, just last week. So we've got like it's, it's more like this is a business-oriented podcast, but we've got a lot of business owners in the gym, so it's kind of fitness, health, mindset, business-oriented. A lot of like local business owners that are on there with big businesses and. I've got um, guest speakers from different gyms and the different companies and that, so um, it's the DMLE podcast. Um, we just watched five episodes last week, so um, we'll have one or two a week from now on, so yeah, thanks for, thanks for the chance to plug it. So if you want to download it, you can download it on Apple or on Spotify, same as yourself. Good stuff. Daniel, thanks again. Thanks again for your time, uh, and it was uh, a pleasure chatting to you over... Uh, well, as you say, a career which is uh, an eventful career and, and as you say, those five games have, have definitely stood out um, But yeah, thanks again for your time Stay safe during um, lockdown at the moment And hope that uh, once this is all over We can come out uh, even stronger the other side 100%, cheers mate, take, take care